Hello, everybody, and welcome to an Ischemia Talk session where today we're going to talk about a super interesting topic. We're going to touch upon in-game ads. And I am proud to have as my guest today Natalia from Anzu, uh, who is going to describe us in full detail what in-game ads are, what Anzu does, and so forth. Hi, Natalia. Hi, Monica. Hi, nice to see you, to, to hear you as well. Uh, I have a few questions prepared for you. So uh, are you okay to, to take a deep dive? It totally. Perfect. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, to, for, for our audience to understand better what Anzu is, uh, could you introduce yourself uh, and also uh, give a short uh, description, understanding to the audience what Anzu is and what it does? Uh, sure. First of all, thanks for having me here today. And um, yeah, let me introduce myself. I'm Natalia Vasilieva, VP Marketing at Anzu, uh, the world's most advanced in-game advertising solution backed up by WPP and Sony Innovation Fund, among others. We basically bring real-world brand ads directly into the gameplay across platforms, mobile, PC, and console. And we do this in a 100% blended and native way that doesn't interfere with the gameplay and actually lets gamers play and just gives realism to the uh, entire gaming world. That sounds super innovative and very super advanced. Uh, if for for our audience to better understand, uh, because usually when uh, when we mention in-game ads, uh, people start thinking about those ads that pop up into your face, the so-called rewarded ad videos, uh, and they think that that's exactly what an in-game ad is. Uh, could you be more descriptive and tell our audience what blended in-game ads are, like what they look like in the game? Any example? also would be fine. Absolutely. Right. There is uh, a bit of uh, misunderstanding or um, yeah, like between the in-game ads and the blended in-game ads that we bring. That's why I said that they 100% blended uh, into the gameplay. So think of a billboard in the street or a logo in a t-shirt in our physical world. Uh, we recreate the same within uh, gameplays. So if it's an open world game, it can be a billboard in the street or a video uh, ad or a video poster on a wall. It can be a logo and a cap or a t-shirt uh, on a car. Just think of any brand activations in our real world. And um, that's what we recreate within virtual gaming worlds, as I mentioned, across platform. And that's the beauty of the technology. We do this not only for mobile, but also for PC and consoles, the premium environments that, uh, that stayed away for a long time from advertising because of its intrusive nature. And uh, that's why we're here. And that's why we're moving together with the industry and um, shifting mindsets of both gamers and game developers in terms of the advertising perception and we're here to make advertising in games better for everyone for advertisers for game developers and for gamers themselves 
Okay, so let's say that I'm playing Formula One. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my car and I'm driving it through one of the Grand Prix. So the ad would be something on on the sidebars, on the on the banner up uh, on the on the road, on, on the Grand Prix, and uh, so on. So it's like I just see various um, logos and ads, but they are not the, like I like to call them in my face. Exactly. Yes. So they are subtle, still visible. And uh, well, uh, I'm drawing parallels with the physical world because, you know, mm -hmm. when I'm driving, I'm also paying attention to billboards in the street around yes. me. And that's what I do when I'm uh, driving a Formula One car, for example, in the game. Yeah, you can see the, um, the, the, the billboards. If it's a car, um, then you can also have the logo in the car that will be branded or the branded cap, for example, or any other um, kind of uniform or t-shirt okay yes, not into her face this is this is very advanced natalia uh can we talk about how this is a new opportunity for uh for advertisers uh because uh, uh from the research i have done and and the reading and everything uh can we actually call it a relatively new area uh to do advertising um sure so first of all talking about advanced that's actually uh, the right word to name it and uh, i would correlate it with the uh, gamers becoming more advanced and users behavior become becoming more advanced so we're we're just moving forwards uh, with the gaming industry and uh, talking about the relatively new opportunity for brands well i would say that's uh, relative since I cannot name in game advertising as a super, super new thing, it has been around for a while, for a few decades, and there were a few companies that already gave it a try, but they failed for a number of reasons. Uh huh. What are those reasons? <laughs> Well, you know, I was not part of that company, so we can just guess and analyze <laughs> based on the, you know, um, experience and conversations we had and just uh, tracing the, the, the game industry development and the advertising uh, world's uh, development and evolution. So first of all, if we think about early 2000s, uh, we did not have so advanced technologies to mm -hmm strong games especially on mobile we did not have um, high connectivity so we could not think of 3g 4g and 5g and um, like internet was super slow and it was not available in every um, household so it was much easier to connect and that was one of the reasons why um, the concept did not get enough attention at that time so uh, although yeah sorry yeah so basically you could say that the idea was uh, quite alive back then but just that the infrastructure was not prepared for such uh, idea implementation yeah. yet that's more uh, more than uh, infrastructure and technology the the gamers the game developers and advertisers were not ready for that advertisers considered gamers to be outsiders and teenagers playing in their backyards and they would never associate their target audience with these guys and that was one of the reasons why uh advertisers did not go uh into gaming at large on the other hand we know about fifa for example and ea who does this kind of uh, in-game ads for a long time and if you're looking at their um football games you'll see that uh, they're 
displaying ads around the stadium, mm -hmm. but they are hard-coded actually. So it means that the ads are hard-coded into the game update and you there, there is no way to update the creative oh. without updating the game. And that's another thing that prevented advertisers uh, from coming into this space and game developers from implementing this kind of ads since it took a lot of time to implement hard-coded ads. And then it's, I mean, like if it's a big game and if it's a big sponsorship for sure, it could bring money. And that's uh, probably what FIFA is doing. But um, for uh, other game developers um yeah the, the, you know this kind of uh, activations were not scalable i understand uh, talking I mean about the, the, and like the timing and uh, uh, how ready the industry uh, or industries were I think that yeah there was you know just uh, these companies were thinking ahead of time or gaming was not that popularized at that time and that what prevented them from being super popular as as a gamer myself i can relate to absolutely everything that you just said <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the current global industry actually has around three billion gamers and it's a shame that they are being acknowledged as an audience just like in the recent years uh but i i love for that exact reason what anzu does uh and also i'll use this opportunity to to mention to our audience that anzu and eskimi have recently launched a partnership uh so we are more than happy to help you tap into this audience of gamers uh, uh, because it definitely can bring you tremendous results. Uh, and speaking about results, uh, what I also wanted to ask you was about uh, why advertisers should go for this type of advertising in the first place. Like, what can they expect from that? Well, uh, there are a lot of reasons actually especially these days when we're still experiencing lockdowns um, and uh, gaming is one of the preferred and available hobbies these days okay. so that's one of the recent reasons and actually that's why uh, gaming has been popularized during the pandemic since uh, as i mentioned uh, due to social distancing and people um, that have to stay at home there were a lot of new COVID gamers and they even, yeah, they got this name, the like COVID gamers. And um, all the studies and researchers predict that this kind of gamers will stay. Yes. Well, we'll see that. But, you know, that's one of the reasons uh, why advertisers have started to look into that space. Uh, on the other side, probably, you know, they, they had nothing to do because all the out-of-home activations uh, were off like events like out of home and uh, any other physical um communication with uh, with the audience and um like gaming it remained and remains available that's number one number two um well every third person is a gamer and i'm not talking about people who do not consider themselves to be gamers because you know if you ask my mom who is playing um uh, match three from time to time she's a gamer she would definitely say no but come on she spends around 30 minutes a day playing games and that's the time where uh advertisers can reach out uh, to her right via gaming yes 
So, uh, putting these uh, non-gamers who play games aside, every third person plays games. Um, 3.1 billion people are reported to be playing games, and that's a huge number. Definitely. The majority of them are jansers, and that's the audience that advertisers are trying to catch but can't because they do not stick to TV, for example, uh, they, they do not read newspapers or uh, printed magazines. So, you know, there are limited ways um, where they can reach this kind of uh, audiences like jansers and um, and even millennials. And if we are talking about both genders and millennials, we need to treat them uh, in the right way because they are not uh, teenagers anymore. They are graduates. They have purchasing power and that's the kind of audience, like the active audience, the young audience that uh, has a lot of hobbies and interests and probably that's the kind of audience that uh, the majority of advertisers would want to target. That definitely sounds like an audience that needs to be uh, more tapped into uh, because there are numerous opportunities. So what I what this is what I'm hearing from uh, what you have just described. Uh, and uh, what I also wanted to ask you is uh, let's step from the advertiser side into the player side, uh, since we have so many of them and the number is increasing basically probably every day, if I may dare say so. Uh, have you received any feedback about these type of blended in-game ads from any of the players? Uh, have you had an encounter like that? Absolutely. As a marketer, um, I treat gamers you know, as my end users, and I think that both advertisers and game developers think of uh, them the same way. Although, you know, as a company, Anzu uh, works in the B2B space, so we, we work with the brand advertisers and media agencies and game developers on the other side, but both of us are trying to communicate with the gamers. So, yeah. Um, Definitely, we uh, we talk to them, we um, we hear them, <laughs> we want to hear their feedback, and their uh, either positive or negative feedback is much appreciated. Before we go deeper into that, just one thing regarding the kind of audiences that we touched upon in the previous question, as we just talked about genders, that. Mm -hmm. One note from my aunt, um, uh, not only genders play games, and that's something that advertisers need to uh, think about as well and take into consideration as well, since all ages and genders and income levels around the world play games. And um, that's another you know, misconception that uh, we we are trying to tackle in a way, I mean, like in terms of educating the brand advertisers uh, about who gamers are. So they are not only young people, uh, all ages, as I mentioned, from uh, 12 or even um, you know, younger to 64 or even older play games. And 46% of players and gamers are women. Oh, so this number is increasing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can tell you more. I just had a look at the recent research uh, that Activision um, released, and they're talking about uh, gaming moms, and they say that the majority of gaming uh, of, of moms are gamers. <laughs> okay, that's a new term. I haven't heard about gaming moms yet. <laughs> I'll have to research that one. 
yeah, there are gaming moms and gaming dads. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, uh, that, that, you know, that that's kind of personas, I would say. But uh, yeah, I, I'm also having a two-year-old uh, um, kid, and uh, I can tell you that yeah, probably you know, gaming is still one of the hobbies that it, that remains available <laughs> when Definitely. you have a around you. So I can understand this uh, gaming moms and Activision <laughs> taking care of them. Um, all right, so let's get back to gamers. As I mentioned, that's you know one of the um, my favorite audiences, so to say. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm happy to share that um, uh, the the internet users' uh, behavior has evolved and has changed, and we we know about all the privacy concerns and all the like uh, ad blocker usage and uh you know other signs that uh, show us that uh, we are becoming more mature as internet users and more um like conscious of what's uh, of the content that we want to consume and the way we want to call to, to, to communicate and um trade this content mm -hmm. so so has the gamer uh behavior and perceptions changed and the recent Facebook gaming uh, research uh, stated that more and more mobile gamers uh, welcome ads and advertising is becoming the preferred way of paying, so to say, for games and uh, the, 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 the gaming content. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, moreover, talking about other platforms, since you know advertising in mobile games is not that new in-game, uh, like blended in-game advertising is something that is that's uh, more and more game studios uh, on mobile are adopting, and that's a good sign because um, we are on the way to you know, to, to better uh, advertising to the advertising of high quality. But moreover, PC and console environments, as I mentioned at the beginning, these are the environments that uh, that stayed away from advertising and they're considered to be premium uh they started to think more about advertising when done right yeah like blended in game ads for example and uh, they have started to consider it as a new business model and you know as a possibility to uh, maybe to reduce the pricing for their uh, games or as another revenue channel that can help to enhance their uh, productions to, to to create the probably the new day the new game or uh, whatever they're thinking about i'm like you know i cannot uh, tell you about the reasons uh, for that on their behalf obviously but as the community and you know as the platforms uh, for example anzu is the only in-game advertising provider licensed by xbox which means that uh, xbox developers uh, can use anzu as their in-game advertising provider without any need to approve it every time uh, by Xbox. Wonderful. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, we see more and more uh, titles tapping into advertising in this or that way. Well, you know, Fortnite, League of Legends and uh, other big guys are a like, good example of uh, how they have started to treat advertising and both endemic and non-endemic brands are ready to tap into that so coming back to gamers um i can tell you that around 90 percent of gamers uh are fine with advertising 
some of them um, you know, are more welcoming, so to say. Some of them would uh, prefer to stay away from any kind of physical world activations. There are people like this. They want total escapism, but um, uh, they're in minority. And I hear um, responses like, I would prefer to see a real Pepsi ad instead of Schmapsi ad. So mm. you know, a lot of game developers stick to fake ads just to make the game more realistic. But hey, guys, here we are with real ads, with advertisers who are ready to be in your game. And uh, that would make your game even more realistic. Of course. Of course, it's better to see the authentic ad and the authentic brand than something like a, a remake. Yeah. Well, authenticity is another big discussion. Uh, you know, contextual targeting and um, the brand safety plus brand suitability. Uh, that, that's something that yeah, make the game uh, authentic. And uh, th th that's also a big discussion on both the editors and, and game developer sites. That I'm happy that, uh, as I mentioned, all of us evolve and the industry evolves, and we think more about the contextual, um, well, targeting and contextual fit, which makes the activation much more successful. Well, of course, there, there's always room for discussion and for even bigger progress. But I, from what I hear already, I can see that the technology is super advanced and there are numerous opportunities to use. Uh, and actually, speaking about the opportunities, one last question that I have for you. Uh, let's imagine that there is an advertiser or a brand listening to us like right now. Uh, and uh, could you describe how uh, a campaign should be born uh, for, for you and well, or, or for Eskimi together with you to launch a campaign uh, and have, uh, have a campaign of in-game uh, like in blended advertising? How would that look like? Sure. I mean, there is no unified scenario here, obviously, because a lot depends on the brand KPIs and targets. And uh, that's, you know, the starting point. We talk to the brand, we uh, or the advertiser, the media agency, we understand what their targets are, what the reasons for uh, activations um, are. And we get started with, uh, with this. Um, we always think the advertiser uh, with the most suitable games across mm -hmm. platforms, and that's another reason why we need to, you know, to discuss it in advance. Obviously, yep, since you know, some of the brands want to to sort with only one platform, uh, others want to sort with the banner only, and then um, add video ad formats. Uh, some of them would prefer. Um, like specific uh, um, game genres, and that's fine. That's that's actually that's the brand suitability and contextual fit that I've talked about, and that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to help brands to achieve. Although you know that's their goal, always like to be um, to, to be displayed at the right time uh, via the right channel and um, to the right audience. So that's. <laughs> These are the goals that both of us uh, are interested in achieving. Um, on top of that, we we discuss uh, all the like campaign um, details. As well, probably it's worth mentioning that Anzu has brought uh, digital advertising standards in game, 
and I'm talking about ad viability, fraud detection, um, audience verification, and brand uplift measurement. Mm -hmm. Okay. All these are available now um, in game, and uh, we've partnered with industry leaders like uh, Moat, Comscore, Cantor, Nielsen, Digisac to to have uh, the third party audit um, and the companies that brands already know and trust that will allow brands to tap into the gaming world and feel comfortable here. So as I'm talking about that, obviously each campaign uh, might have any of the partners uh, enabled. Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, some of the brands uh, want uh, all of it, I'm like uh, brand uplift plus verification plus fraud detection, maybe audience uh, verification, uh, which is cool, actually. Um, um, the next step would be like when we define the KPIs, when we define the partners, when we define the right games and the right platforms and the right formats, we uh, switch to, to the creatives. Okay. Anzu is um, totally IB compliant, which means that we stick to the existing ad formats, uh, I mean, like in, existing in the digital world. Yes. That's fine to use creatives from other uh, media, like social media, for example, or any other, other digital um, campaigns that brands already had. We are fine with them in terms of formats, but you know, as, as, as an emerging media, as, as a new media channel, gaming has its own uh, peculiarities. And I would recommend to take them into account. And the best scenario is obviously to create specific creatives that would suit the, uh, the, this uh, game or this game platform that the brand um, has specified. Okay, I understand. It actually doesn't sound that difficult <laughs> to launch such a no, campaign. No. Well, you know, first of all, we're always here to help and we are yes. happy to, um, to show how this uh, specific mock-up or, or like the specific creative will look like within the gaming environment before we go live. Um, yeah, just to make sure, again, that's this, that brand suitability is in place, that uh, the creatives are visible and they are not um, out of the place. Uh, another thing that's, that's important to mention is that blended in-game advertising is uh, brand awareness purely, which means that we do not have clicks or uh, any other performance uh, uh, metrics, like so to say. Yes that can take the gamer out of the gaming experience. Yeah, because this kind of ads let gamers play. They, like brand awareness campaigns, uh, bring brand awareness, brand recognition, uh, that eventually lead to the purchase intent. So these are subtle um, like activations mm -hmm. that, um, that help advertisers to, um, to have long-term cooperation with their audience yeah and uh, well as we drew parallel with our physical world uh, you know if you see the specific ad one two three four times a day and then you go shopping there is a much higher chance that you'll go for this brand that you saw four or five times during the day so that's kind of you know uh brand awareness triggers yeah and the um, unconscious uh, 
um, stuff that's going on in our brain after seeing brand awareness ads. Understood. Uh, can't wait to actually launch many, many campaigns with you. And I'm hoping that uh, people, advertisers, brands, representatives of brands, whoever are listening to us, uh, I hope you heard how many opportunities lie here. Uh, and uh, we are, uh, Eskimi and Anzu are more than happy to help you with this field. Uh, so then, Natalia, thank you so much for your time, for your insights. Uh, it's, it's a huge help uh, from your side shedding light into this field of blended in-game ads which uh, like we mentioned in the very beginning not everybody uh, sometimes there's a mix-up of uh, what those ads look like uh, and uh, these are non-intrusive they do not distract you but you are still able to see them and pay attention to them uh, so Natalia from my side thank you so much uh, thank you for your time and uh, for for the audience that has been listening to us uh, as well thanks for your time for giving giving it to us. Hope you heard something interesting, valuable and new and uh, hope to see you in our future Eskimi Talk sessions. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Monica.